0: The message this morning is based on Psalm 33, and especially the final verses, 18 to 22. I'll read those together. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his steadfast love, that he may deliver their soul from death and keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield, for our heart is glad in him because we trust in his holy name. Let your steadfast love, O Lord, be upon us, even as we hope in you. Beloved church of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, as you all know, the Emmanuel congregation is following the directives of our government in attempts to contribute to the efforts to slow down the progress of the new COVID 19, a new virus, given that name. And as a result, many of our members of our congregation are participating in this worship service via live stream rather than being here in the pews. And so I have to remember to look to the camera regularly and acknowledge also a large portion of the congregation that's watching via live stream. And that's the way it is right now. A lot of unusual things are, are happening The Devon Institution that was planned for this morning is postponed because a lot of the men who were to be ordained are unable to be here. Different sporting leagues are canceled. There's talk of self-isolation and quarantines. And that causes a a feeling of unrest and perhaps even tension, certainly a, a quietness wherever we go. We see signs, different reactions of people. We see signs of, of people in panic, and we see the YouTube clips, they're, they're going viral on our social media feeds. We see people comparing COVID-19 to, to many other common diseases and the death rates of those diseases to try calm the panic. As usual, we see some conspiracy theorists with their explanation. And in the midst of it, we also see the the church leaders trying to, to lead us somewhere down the middle, urging trust in God while at the same time being wise and taking precautions. Well, in this context, in this environment, Psalm 33 is a fantastic psalm that expresses our faith in the sovereign power of God over all creation and over all the inhabitants of the earth. It's a good psalm that speaks to people no matter how they may be reacting in this time of COVID-19. It shows, as we read it, that indeed God could decide to punish the world for the rebellion against him with a virus that kills us all, just as he could with a major flood that destroys the earth. God has that power. God is sovereign and he is holy. And if that were to be the case, then that shows there is good reason for those who rebel against God to be filled with, with fear. We understand that, that fear and, and the panic of the sinner before the Holy God Psalm 33 verse 10 also reminds us that there could be conspiracies among governments and that such theorists and theories are not impossible not even against what scripture teaches Psalm 33 verse 11 also assures us that since only God's counsel and his plan will prevail even this present pandemic is not something that's outside of his control and that makes us ask other questions and then we start thinking about all those death rates of of all the different diseases that are out there and and being published and, and we might wonder what's what's going on in this world what is God doing and then the psalm tells us well God is in heaven and we are on earth and he knows everything. He sees every person and every place. He knows every heart. And so, if Christians don't need to react to this virus with, with fear of death because the Lord is our God, or fear of conspiracy or, or apathy about the plight of others, how do we react? What befits the righteous? We see that in the beginning verses of Psalm 33. It says in the very beginning of Psalm 33 that praise befits the upright. And then verses 4 to 5 continue explaining why praise is fitting. For the word of the Lord is upright and all his work is done in faithfulness. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the steadfast love of the Lord. And I preach to you the gospel under this theme: the, the steadfast love of the Lord is upon us. We'll see from the last verses that He is our help and shield. He makes our hearts glad, and we wait in hope for Him. If you look at Psalm 33 again, and if you have it open in front of you and at home as well, then you could see that the Lord is. Psalm 33 presents the Lord as a sovereign creator. He is the one, verse 6, who, who made the heavens and all their hosts with a word. And the verse 7 talks about the seas and, and the deeps that are in his control and he can move them around like a, a farmer might move his grain. The earth came to be when he spoke, verse 9 it stands firm at his command. The the earth will be the way it is by God's decision, by his command. And then verse 8 reminds us that all the earth and and all the inhabitants of the earth are told that it is the Lord alone who must be feared. The existence of the universe and, and the lives of all its inhabitants are in his powerful hands and there is nothing... Or no one that can stand up against him. Verse 10 it's futile to, to stand up and to try conspire against the Lord, for he frustrates the plans of the people. If you will fear anything, the psalm tells us if you're gonna fear anything, fear the Lord God Almighty whose word and command controls all things. Fear him, for it is his counsel and the plans of his heart that stands forever for all generations. The Lord who is majestic and glorious on his throne in heaven and all that might and power, the psalm continues, that same God is not afraid or is, is not too far away to see what's happening to each one of us. He sees all the children of men. He observes all the deeds. He knows what's in the hearts of every single creature that he fashioned. It's verses 13 to 15. No deed, no desire, no word, nor gesture is unknown to him you stand out, every creature is is known fully. And then out of this mass of humanity, we read that he's chosen a people of his heritage. Verse 12. That's where we see also in verse 18, his eye is on those who fear him. His eye is on those whom he has chosen out of all the inhabitants of the earth to be his people. And you can know that he sees you Dear Christian, he knew your name before the foundation of the earth. He sees you no matter what you are thinking, no matter what anxiety you are feeling, no matter how misunderstood you may be feeling. In Psalm 33, verse 18, rejoices in the blessed comfort of knowing that the sovereign Lord, that creator, he is the one who is on our side. And so Psalm 33 verse 20 assures us that God is our help and our shield. And what does that mean for our lives? What does it mean when we say that God is our help and our shield? What expectations can we have? Well, the first thing we see when we look at this psalm is that it does not mean that we will never face any hardships or any discomforts in this life. If you look at Verse 19. You see that even while God is in control, when his counsel prevails, there is still death, there is still famine, and the righteous will have to face these things. The COVID 19 pandemic is not a sign that God is not in control, but rather, that everything is as we would expect it to be after mankind rebelled against the Lord. Think about death and famine the Lord permits within his counsel. Famine is a terrible thing. A terrible effect of the fall as a cause is that slow and Torturous suffering and pain. Death, we know, brings much sadness, much brokenness, for many as well, much fear. We've seen the consequences of the coronavirus. And we see again God does not promise to remove all the consequences of the fall before the return of Jesus Christ, but He does promise to be our help and our shield as we face these things. And so Psalm 33 is not promising that righteous people will never die or never succumb to famine, but rather it is teaching us that when we want to be spared from death, from these things, there's only God who can grant us that. God is the only one who is able to be our help and shield. No government, no army, no battle weapons can save us from pandemics, from natural catastrophes, from economic depression. If you trust in those things, you are putting your trust in what we read in verse 17, a a false hope for salvation. Only God has the power to preserve your life, to face another day on this earth. That's why we see that when we have been chosen by God to be his people, then you are truly blessed no matter what you are seeing with your eyes around you because you are on the side of the most powerful in all the heavens and in all the earth. And Psalm 33 promises that those who fear the Lord, can count on steadfast love. That's the help and the shield, steadfast love. It's a love that that never ends. This is a love that was manifest in God's Son, Jesus Christ, who came to the world to bear the burden of God's wrath against sin, who brings us by His Spirit into everlasting life. We do not need to fear the sword, the government, the famine, the virus, or any other danger, including death itself, for nothing in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 8. Whoever fears the Lord, whoever puts his, their hope in, in Him, they can know their eternal life is guaranteed God is truly our help and our shield he never leaves our side in this life or through this life and into glory with him And so he makes our hearts glad Psalm 33 verse 21 talks about being glad and those words point us back to the beginning of Psalm 33, which has several command words directing the church to praise the Lord. Then we see that singing is not just a, a result of spontaneous feelings of thanksgiving, but singing is a matter of obedience to the command of the Lord. Even before we may feel like singing, God has given us the command to sing and to praise. Him. God made us so that we could praise Him. He gave us bodies, He gave us lungs and voices, and He gave emotions. We have been made able to glorify Him. The Lord says, shout for joy in the Lord. Sing to Him a new song. Sing in your homes. Sing at your work. Sing while you play. Sing while you use different instruments. The second reason we sing, according to those first verses, is that it is fitting. That's in verse 1. Praise befits the upright. It is fitting for the righteous. It is fitting for the upright. It's appropriate because singing praise is a response of thankfulness that we show to the Lord who delivered us from death and set us in life in his son Jesus Christ. Thankfulness to the Lord for his son Jesus Christ is always fitting. And comforted mourners are always filled with an eager desire to praise the Lord. And so, Psalm 33, verse 21, it says it clearly Sing, for our hearts are glad in him. When we are glad, in the Lord, when we're motivated to praise Him because of who He is, then we are able to obey the command of the Lord to continue with that fitting response of praise in whatever situation we may be in. Our song, our praise, our rejoicing is not dependent on the emotions we feel in our hearts or the experiences we are facing at the present time but they are based on who the Lord is and always remains. You see, a hymn that only talks about personal feelings of joy or rest, it's not a hymn that we can sing in times of fear or worry or punishment or extreme sadness as we suffer under the consequences of the fall with the psalms and the hymns and the spiritual songs that focus on the glory of God's name in good times and bad times, in famine and in plenty, in health and in times of COVID-19 pandemics, whether he is blessing or disciplining, those songs can always be sung for they praise the name of the Lord. And although it may seem out of place sometimes to sing and praise God in times of suffering and fear, when we direct our praise to the Lord in his throne in heaven who remains holy, who remains majestic and just and merciful and wise and good and loving, well, then we realize it's always fitting to praise Him. And that's what Philippians 4, verse 4 says. Rejoice in the Lord always. Yes, brothers and sisters, even in the midst of COVID-19 pandemic, our hearts are glad in the Lord. He is good. He is wise In his grace, he is is warning that he will punish the ungodly for their rebellion. His mighty arm is powerful. Our hearts are glad in him because we trust in his holy name. And that's the starting point. That's the call from which we pray. We pray as we wait for him. In Psalm 33 It's given to the church as a comfort. And if God gives us something for a comfort, that means he knows that there are hardships. The comfort is needed because this life is not very easy. We need to remind one another of what we read in verse 4, that the word of the Lord is upright. His work is done in faithfulness. We, We say it, we remind one another because we don't always see it. Or acknowledge it. Psalm 33 does not deny that we will face hard times in this life even though we know that the creator God has chosen us and we could put our very own names there. He has chosen us and his steadfast love is upon us. And you can say his steadfast love is upon me. You can walk out saying his steadfast love is upon me. And yet we walk out and face hardships. Verse 22 of Psalm 33 joins these two things in the prayer as we ask for the steadfast love of the Lord to be upon us even as we are hoping in him. You see, a person who hopes does not yet have what they want. Knowing that the Lord is our help and our shield, we must still wait and sometimes we wait for the relatively short period of lifetimes although it seems like we're waiting a very long time we can wait to see what will come of the covid19 pandemic we can wait to see how long we have to stand idle before we can get back to work and if that will even ever be possible we can wait for healing or for change in our in our loved ones waiting for certain documents to go through this kind of waiting that's so common in our life it often comes with an uncertainty about what the outcome will be will it will it be favorable or not will it bring us relief or discomfort Sometimes we have to wait for generations, for centuries, even as we as a church are experiencing, as we are waiting for our Lord Jesus to return. How long have we sung, Come, Lord Jesus, Maranatha? Waiting is a reality in our lives. But those who have God as their help and shield are blessed because they may be able to wait with hope. The promise of Psalm 33, verse 18, is that the eye of the Lord is on those who hope in his steadfast love. In the Bible, the word hope is used in a very similar way to the way that we use the word expect. To hope in a promise is to wait for it to be fulfilled in the full knowledge that it will be. We're just expecting it to happen. To hope in God's steadfast love is to look expectantly at the Father in heaven with this certain assurance that he is able, that he is willing to turn adversity to good. When we wait for things to happen one way or another in this life, our hope in the Lord assures us that we can trust that the sovereign Lord will continue to love us through his son, Jesus Christ, no matter what happens. We wait in hope, expectation of God's steadfast love. There are not many guarantees in this life. If you were hoping to come here and find the guarantee that all the panic among unbelievers is unfounded and unnecessary or the guarantee that God will certainly preserve our lives from this virus, well then we will be disappointed. God is in heaven and we are on earth. God looks down and he observes the hearts of all men. His plans, his counsel will prevail. God is righteous. God is just, and He can move the the depths of the sea, the mighty mountains, the stars in the universe are in His hands for all eternity. Any day could be the last day. It could be the great day when Jesus Christ returns. And the Lord constantly urges us to ensure that our hearts are prepared and humbled before Him. There are not any guarantees about what tomorrow will look like, how the Lord will move forward. And yet, although we cannot guarantee that all the world will make it through this global crisis, nor that we will never suffer as a result of it, God does promise that no matter what happens, his steadfast love is upon us. His steadfast love is upon us. When we look to the creator of heaven and earth, and we see there our Father in Jesus Christ, when we humble ourselves before his majesty, confessing our sins before him, repenting, believing in Jesus Christ, he forgives us all our sins and saves us From eternal condemnation, we always have life in God. God dwells in our hearts by the Spirit as a seal of his love. That is the guarantee. The Spirit in our hearts is a guarantee of the inheritance. That's just a quotation of Ephesians 1, verse 14. And brethren, sisters, as we wait in hope for the Lord, we may know that Jesus Christ has already obtained God's steadfast love for us. He is our help. He is our shield. Our hearts are glad in him and we wait in hope as he guides us through this life of suffering. One day, also through the portal of death and into eternal glory. Shout for joy. To the Lord, O you righteous, sing to him a new song. Amen. We'll now sing together a standing, if you're able to stand, uh, The hymn that's based on Psalm 90 that reminds us that God is our help uh, in, in all the different situations. Uh, Hymn 54, and we'll sing uh, the entire hymn.